0: Welcome to Artwork Play, a podcast for decrying the cynical rebranding of ancient techniques of labor exploitation, and where today, the App Store activists meet the active organizer. Today we have <laughs> with us <laughs> Thomas McKechnie, he's a fedora gig worker, an activist, and an organizer, and a playwright. Um, uh, a bit of trivia, we both showed in last year's May Works, um, the, the play that uh, Thomas and his troupe showed was called... Uh, remembering the Winnipeg General Strike, and we're going to come back to that later in the episode. Um, we're really excited to have you on the pod today, Thomas. I'm excited to be here. Nice.
1: Our first episode, we uh, talked about uh, Fudora, and we talked about the organizational efforts that were happening there by the uh, by the the people who work there, um, and that was back in September. Um, which is when I, when I searched, uh, online to find an update about what, uh, has been happening or what, if there had been an outcome from the, um, the hearing, uh, online today, I couldn't find anything. Uh, I couldn't find anything from, uh, since September <laughs> about what had happened. So, um thomas if it will be possible could you give us an update as to uh what's happening in, in the the hearing and what maybe even if you could explain what the hearing was about that would be really awesome yeah if you could do like the recap a little recap for uh the listeners since who haven't listened to that episode one since uh september perhaps <laughs>
0: I was saying to Thomas that, we, that, like, part of what we're doing here is, is, is expressly redressing what seems to be, like, a, 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 a quiet about this that can't, can't be accidental. Like, it seems like there's the, 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 this is, like, a very common approach to uh, relevant uh, labor policies, which is to, like, not say anything about it.
2: Yeah, there is, I believe, one labor reporter in Canada. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yes, um, uh, we um, upped upped to in the campaign. Yes, you, this is a, this is a timely conversation, especially depending on when it. Um, uh, uh, yes, we are just in the final phases of the first of two phases. Of our time with the Ontario Labour Relations Board and Fudora Incorporated, uh, and their lawyers who sound like uh, the adults from Peanuts, um, (laughs) which is hard for me in the hearings because I have attention deficit disorder, and so I just lose it. Um, These folks, uh, yes. So so why is
0: there? Why are there two tiers? Like, what? What is it that? Why do you have to have do it in these two? Different waves of litigation or whatever.
2: Yeah. Okay. So there are two challenges to our unionization effort. The first challenge is Fedora says that we are not uh, independent contractors. Right. Uh, or this is says that we says we are independent contractors. Um, and um, um, we and thus cannot form a union. Um, and so that's all the hearings that we've been doing so far. Um,
0: and um, they like very limited number of terms are contested, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether or not you can even. Organizes based on the contest of the, these terms mm-hmm. of like what manner of laborer you are.
2: Yeah. yeah. And the, the, but what's what's kind of interesting about the, the uh, this campaign at this time is that the classification that we're pursuing, which is dependent contractor, uh, did not exist like five years ago right it was one of, it, was, it was part of the parcel of reforms that the wind government brought in as a desperate attempt to keep themselves i didn't from know that
0: before. i didn't know
2: that um yeah. and so and thankfully <laughs> it was one of the ones that remained right. um one of the ones that got cut actually really screwed us because it was a there was a um, if you had twenty percent of the uh, impl- of the people at the workplace having signed a union card, right. you formally had to get you could get you used to be able to get a list. Or one of the new reforms that was brought in was with twenty percent of the p- cards you could get a list of everyone who worked there, which would have which like
0: makes it easier to organize. Oh, so much easier
2: yeah. to organize. Yeah, um, uh, and so that one was you know. That's my specific fuck you to Doug Ford. Right. Uh, anyways, so uh, this, <laughs> is, this classification of dependent contractors brought in with this last parcel of labor reforms,
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, and uh, it uh, is a sort of middle ground between what you think of an attempt, uh, like a an employee, uh, whether that be someone that, like a you know, uh, Marxist linen workers, or um, someone working um, you know, uh, developing games like on a contract basis. Um, that like, but they uh, so someone who is an employee. It's part of
0: like a broader corp. Like th- I'm asking you if this is fair. It mm-hmm. seems like it's part of a broader corporate thrust to um, classify. As much work as possible as mm-hmm. contract work, yeah, and yeah. that's why this revision in terms around what what did you say a dependent a dependent, a dependent con- yeah
2: see that actually I think the dependent contractor clause is sort of interesting and I may um I may be mis- misunderstanding like broader implications of it right because I think what it does is sort of like meaningfully reflects um like allows because when there's two settings and that setting is nine to five Monday to Friday employee and independent freelancer,
0: True. Yeah. then
2: it's very easy to put everyone who is not very clearly an employee into the freelancer category. Right and right now, I'm in the freelancer category despite the fact that I'm a bike courier working for, like, one of the most heavily branded uh, companies in the city.
0: It's a bit of uh, an odd fit.
2: Right? Yeah. And, like, I, because I, I can't, like, write, I can't, like, p- you know, publish ads encouraging people to hire me as their bike courier. Right. I can't argue with Fedora about the rates I get for different orders. Right. I have to do all of these. Like, I, I am constrained and controlled in ways that are – but, like, uh, wherein I still uh, – where I still contain a degree of um, flexibility. I don't have to, like – there is no minimum hours. I don't have to. I can sort of choose when I work. These are the cl- things that were. These are the things within a dependent
0: contractor. It's part of the gonna- glamour of the the gig economy title. Le, the, that supposed flexibility, the mm-hmm. the freelancing thing that like evokes mm-hmm. a, like creative career career and that sort of mm-hmm. attendance and that's what classific- flexibility. <laughs> right?
2: And that's what the classification is so interesting to me because it is it's a thing where it recognizes that some there is uh like. Because the flexibility is quite useful to me in some in some capacities, when there is an undergirding of support, and that is the intention of the dependent contractor clause, which is that in those cases they are still required to do not all of the things that you have to do for an employee, but some of the sort of so like so support in terms things.
0: of labor infrastructure or support in terms of like what what what, what do you mean? But when you say mention the support there, the
2: immediate material thing that comes to my mind is that they have to do. Um, um, matching payments on CPP right. and um, yeah. and Pension, EI and things like employment this employment insurance uh, yeah. employment insurance stuff like that um, and so those are like immediate material things for me whereas it's just like if I don't have to, if I could pay because I, I have as a as a freelancer working for full Quote time unquote, for Fedora yeah. I pay three grand in taxes every year oof um, what? <laughs> wow because we make a good amount of money okay um like doing the job that we do but we have to pay a hundred percent of all of
0: the sort of, like, normal okay. GST. Yeah. And
2: like, like you th- there are bike couriers working for Fedora who are collecting GST because they're making so much money right. as a freelance bike courier working 60 hours a week on an e-bike. Like right. And and, uh, and so they're still treated as someone who is somehow, like, running a small business. Right. Even though what they're running is, like, the grind. <laughs> like, they're just working <laughs> their bodies onto in, the ground. Yeah. <laughs> they're like... Um, uh, and so the deep endocrine clause is interesting. And so that's what this whole fight has been so far. Yeah. And so the conversation, like th- all of these hearings have been whether or not, like we are, um, uh, like to what degree we are free to do things and make choices uh, and 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 run a small business of as a bike courier. Right. And what extent are, we, and to what extent are we um, uh, like bound and required uh, to um, like to sort of do up you know, approximately or exactly what Fudora tells us to. So the last, um, uh, eight hearings have been just like a, like a brutal slog, um, through, uh, like very legal conversations about uh, who's like in control and who is, and, and if we're being told to be, do, to do things or if it's like Fudora does a lot of, has done a lot of like um, implying that they would prefer if things happen in a way where if you look at the words, they never tell you to do something, which they're then holding up and saying like, oh, we don't we don't make them do anything. We just say, hey, can you finish this order? Can you deliver
0: this? <laughs> this is like the thing where like there seems to be culturally this thing emerging where it's like, I'm not going downstairs to get the food door order. Like they got to come up to the building. And, and that's like the, and like. Anybody with some empathy and some sense is like, go down and meet the fucking courier instead of like making them come upstairs. Right. But like, there are people who are like very online and like, well, you know, fuck Foodora because they don't come upstairs. And, 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 and but it is, it's like you can, you, you have like, you have like the ability to choose, yeah. you have that agency. But you don't really, if you want to earn and if you want to like get the five-star rate, like we've all seen the Black Mirror episode. Right. It's <laughs> <was> just
2: like <laughs> on the, the implication of agency, because I think agency is something we're really super hungry for because we don't
0: have any of it. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, those
2: are really like the implication or the concept of agency in those in those fields are so delicious to us because we're so thirsty.
0: But they're brand the brand of agency as right. opposed to authentic agency. There's nothing there. Yeah. Um, and so, okay, so we're. Um,
2: they're going through the um the hearings and uh, pursuit uh, like um Putting out evidence back and forth, Fedora's is doing their very best to drag out every single thing. They're just—they're literally stalling for like extra sessions and days and weeks, just trying to—I don't know what their plan. The they're, lawyers are. Uh, the no, lawyers so are like the, just like the a, management side lawyers. Yeah. Okay. There's just like a real intent to make the thing, the whole take thing, as lo- the whole thing take as long as possible. The idea here is that like um, if it takes too long, people will get bored and drop out, and Attrition. Then even if they lose yeah. um, the fight, and we can form a union, we won't have the strength. And so it was really important to sort of continue to work all the way through this. Um, um, But so the hearings uh, presented evidence back and forth. um, um, And sort of we – it was a lot of like um, we were saying – they had things on paper saying like, can you do this? So they could say, oh, we were always just asking. We were always just asking. They can always say no. Like not speaking of the sort of culture or the environment or the sense. I always had a sense that any time I said like I always – I always, I always lied <laughs> to the dispatchers and said I had a flat tire when I just wanted to go home. Listen to my podcast <laughs> yeah. and fire me, dicks.
1: <laughs> 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 because I was legitimately afraid
0: they would fire me if I like just said I don't want to work this fucking True. shift anymore. I yeah. want to go home. Because surprise, surprise, is a power dynamic,
2: yes. an, invisible, an invisible, and intensely powerful power dynamic. And so mm-hmm. I hope, like, um, and so we hope the hearings on the, uh, we hope the sort of result of this hearings is that they see this. But one of the sort of big turning points in this uh, when, because was al- kept saying, like, we're al- it's always a sort of, like, there's always implication. Like, we never, there's no, we don't have some sort of plan to do, to, like, um, um, make people do things or punish them if they don't do things or, like, coerce them in any way. We just want all the food to get delivered and whoever delivers it, it's fine. Um, uh, until we subpoenaed uh, a guy uh, named Dylan. Uh, and Dylan was a dispatcher. Right. um, for Fudora. Um, and he was legendarily bad, um, that he was like, um, m- like not only just like constantly cruel and disrespectful and mean, um, uh, and especially with like, like, like racial tinges when he's dealing with like, uh, immigrant drivers who do like, you know, uh, grass who, who, who don't have the same English skills as he does. It right. took weird turns. Right. Um, and, um, just legend, like they despised by everyone around it, like, because not only was it stuff like this, but it was also costing people money. Because he would turn people off in the middle of their shift, he would cool. take away guarantees for um, right. uh, for outer zones, because uh, there's the 50, there's like six dollar guarantee for the outer zones because they're not always going to be as profitable as downtown is. It's to
0: incentivize you going out, going out there, yeah.
2: Uh, and so he would take those away from people um, as punishments. He would like he was he was awful to, uh, to to couriers.
0: And by what mandate? So here's the
2: thing, right? Um. So he um, uh, was, uh, as we said, universally despised. And shortly after we launched the union, Fudora... Put out an email saying, "Hi, let's talk. Do you guys want right, to talk? Do you right. guys have anything you th- don't like about
0: the job? let talk about ease, that. Yeah. Let's,
2: uh, let's. We love as a as family, as a family, which we are as a community, as a community, which we are. It's important that we talk. Do right. you want
0: to talk? Fill out the survey. It'll be fun. It's hard. We're gonna get through it. We love yeah, it yeah, we, yeah, because yeah. we love each other. Yeah. Um, and
2: a lot of people said, Dylan." Okay. that that was that w- their number one thing that was bad about their job was dealing with Dylan and the way that Dylan treated them and so they fired him
0: so is it your feeling that this was expressly like a kind of scapegoating or uh do, like do you feel like this like you you don't take it in on good in good faith like you don't think this is a good faith move on their behalf to kind of like redress your like concerns it seems like, like it's like more like let's see if we can like make the problem about something one person's doing as opposed it's to like structural a structural thing. thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I say that's I say that's that was my instinct. Yeah. Um and that's what um Dylan said um when we subpoenaed him um and he sort of showed the The dispatcher manual that he was
0: instructed to create for proper procedures for
2: dispatch. Whoa, he was because he was sort of the head of that, and he was instructed by uh, by the higher ups to create a manual for dispatch and for addressing all the problems in the way he addressed them. Right, everything he did was what was laid out as the sort of down to like abusive shit. It's like there's so much space for these things, right? Um, and um, which he was quite happy to talk about because they fired him without cause right um and so he sort of like laid out the and kinds in of fact, ways they fired
0: him for doing his job in so exemplary a way that he wrote the textbook yeah right <laughs> so he was a wow. little angry
2: to get fired for that for some um, reason. <laughs> um and so that really like laid out in a lot of clear ways that um like, ways that Futora like, directly and indirectly coerces and controls, uh, our behavior, um, and there's, like, long conversations about, um, um, uh, how shifts work and how shifts are being picked up, um, and, um, uh, but sort of a big... My favorite part of the whole sort of, like, long conversation was a trap that the lawyer walked into by being a rich Bay Who's Street lawyer. Who's uh, Fedora's right. lawyer Walked into by being a rich Bay Street lawyer with no idea what the world is actually like. Um, wherein he was trying to argue that they were not dependent on Fedora, which is not really how the dependent contractor clause works, but, well, that's neither here nor there. This right. It's just the argument that he was making.
0: Right. Um, but, uh, um, uh, workers he, were not dependent upon Fedora. Right. Then okay. the,
2: and then how he demonstrated this was that he said, Ivan, you have multiple streams of income, don't you? And Ivan said, yes. He's like, for instance, you're a musician. And Ivan said, yes. <laughs> and he's like, and how much money did you make on that last year? Ivan's like,
0: $400. Right. Not counting what <laughs> I spent for the bass that I bought. <laughs> I spent hundred dollars <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, that's like precisely the, the, the argument that was used by uh, uh, management when we were on strike several years ago, the, when the college professors were on strike. You guys had side gigs as other things? They, they said that contract faculty members are gig workers, and they said that it's only natural that they would have um, several jobs. Because we like it. Yeah, that We do it like that way because we like it. We wish it was more like that. That's a good thing that we, we like. It's our We like the freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and no.
2: that what that, which is what that is
0: yeah it's a gl- well it's a glamorization of precarious work and 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 it's a, and well these guys are out here bitching and moaning they don't they 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 don't get paid enough but it's like all a hustle because really they're just like earning out off of these several jobs it's mm-hmm. interesting to hear that they're they're doing it in with Fedora as well.
1: They're the they're, they're just management is just trying to stop save you from yourself from stretching yourself too thin by also joining a union on top of everything else. Right, you're already that's the doing. big
2: concern. Is this the real? Is the <laughs> is the dues? They send out big old emails talking about they're talking about union dues, uh, and what they did is they pulled is that because there are there's a lots of different ways to do this job. Um, I do this job between twenty and thirty hours a week on a bicycle downtown. I make about 25 an hour. Um, like, and uh, and pay my expenses. Um, some folks do this. So, um, some there, there there's a whole like an, a sort of tier or niche or group of couriers who are often um young immigrant men who really want to like land and make some money and like get settled and help like get and and, and get people over or like get themselves started or etc. Uh, and they spend you know two thousand dollars. They get themselves a really good e bike and they work sixty hours a week. Right. Because on because when you Get, get e-bike you're not doing all of the so much of the manual labor so your body can take 60 hours a week
0: you do you it's not difficult to see where the advantage is
2: right yeah. and so and so what they did is fedora took their earnings and figured out what our number of the sort of like their union dues would be worth and said like you could be paying up to this right and then everyone we talked to on the phone i was like do you work 60 hours a week on an e-bike and they're like no i was like we're well, probably not going to pay that as a union do that, right
0: <laughs> Well, but furthermore, I always find that union do argument spurious. I don't understand hot under- shit. Yeah, but, uh, like it, this is like this is like. The, but but also, it's this is where you realize that you just don't always share ideologies. With, like people who like even in our contemporary moment of austerity, will talk about how there needs to be more tax cuts, or who will talk about how the government's budget ought to be balanced in the way a household budget is. Like people just kind of like catch on to these ideas and it seems like they're invested in the flavor of the idea more than in like whatever sense it might make
1: mm-hmm. um, That's so you,
0: le- go ahead my fate my always my least favorite truism
2: is the we should balance the family's budget <laughs> yeah. i was like yeah you know normal family whose average annual income is several billion dollars yeah. just like a normal family <laughs> household income
1: yeah. Um, and who owns own, owns multiple t- a multiple tank garage? Yeah, I, uh, for their military budget. Normal family who you know has
0: an air force and has an indentured <laughs> class. Right? <laughs> normal family stuff. Outstanding uh, disavowed treaties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most
2: normal families who are treaty
1: granting bodies. <laughs> um, you could. Uh, it's it's easy to imagine the ways that they could use something like people having. Um, recently arrived in Canada to create feelings of like anti-solidarity amongst people i mean like those sort of divisions have all i guess always been exploited <laughs>
2: yeah. well see and that's like work that we really w- worked hard at in the card signing process and during the and, and during the vote campaign and it's just generally work that we're interested in which is like pulling down as many um it was great that like cup w has always like has has been a union that is really like, v- like interested and engaged um with um like migrant and racialized populations because like they we were we were able to bring up like uh Futura couriers and then cup w, uh workers who had access to like dozens of languages between them hmm. uh, and then making like specific targeted like not um like we had lists that we received from the company of everyone that they, employed um and calling through people and talking to them and saying like hi is there a language this conversation would be easier in?" and they would say bengali and be like great give us five minutes and um and then Gurpreet uh calls them in bengali and they had these conversations and they lay these things out because those yeah absolutely because, like, like um, we could lose a vote no, we, 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 we could lose a, a vote yes campaign if we if they just sort of, like, sent out six mailers in the correct language and said, like, this will cost you $1,000 to vote. Um, uh, and so, yeah, that kind of, um, everywhere they want to build division we need to build solidarity and that's like a special work we need to do because those aren't the naturally evolving relationships like you know um, a group of bike couriers will have like a series of naturally evolving relationships with, like oh of, of networks of people that they know and um, sometimes these folks are going to exist in totally other circles where they're like you know drivers people who drive cars and live and work only in north york like we're just not crossing paths with them and so that's become so essential work is moving um, outside of that, into like, what are the who's the actual makeup of the workforce, and how do we have conversations with the, every one of these people?
0: It's a pretty, it's a difficult thing to organize. Like I uh, bike messaged for several years. That's life. It, yeah, man. <laughs> um, uh, and like I liked it because it was isolated. Like you, like I might never go into my dispatcher office over the course of the week. I might do that once or twice. Like I would have to drop off my 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 uh my record. Yeah, um, it's like three. 10-second-long conver- conversations an hour, yeah, and that's it. They'd tease me for being Canadian in one place or um, Anglo in another place, and that <laughs> was the side of it. Uh, and so I can imagine it would be very challenging uh, to organize precisely because of the nature of the work. Yeah. And see, that's what I think is so interesting about,
2: like, I don't know, we... Um, I'm, I'm really proud of this campaign in part because we kind of did this the hardest way possible. Where you were like, ah, let's start, with, let's do the gig economy, but let's start with the most like physically disparate sort of yeah. like folks within like, it. Yeah, um, but we did have the some advantage in that we just like I don't know because this came from the workers, we knew where the workers would be, um, or at least some of the workers okay. would be, um, and so it was a lot of camping on street corners on the street corners, and standing That's in front of restaurants. Funny. And no, okay, Spadina in Richmond, we had a tent. That we had set up for weeks. That we just hung out after we went public. Where would that be at? Um, Spadina and Richmond. Like where? Um, The other big thimble. Yeah. Um, We were just beside (laughs) the thimble. That was
1: us, just just baby.
2: Um, Because there's like seven popular restaurants on that corner, um, and uh, it's a major artery, and it's a weird, (laughs) annoying light. And Fresh is huge, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like a weird, annoying light. And so we would have uh, thirty second interactions with people while they're waiting at the light, where we could say like, "Hi." Uh, we're with the union. Have you heard about the union? Here's some information. Here's the next meeting is tomorrow at this time. Please come. Or they could say we could say like they're like oh yeah I'm just killing time but like, cool come hang out let's talk and then we could like talk to them about how their job was and what their experience was and like what they what was important to them and then like have a more involved conversation. Um, it was just like really um, like just haunting sort of street corners like that. Um, there were some we did a we did a series of things where we would um, have. Uh, a bunch of fuck- a bunch of uh, good folks from 15 and Fairness were just like ordering foodora and then handing literature to the delivery driver. I love that shit.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's super cool. It's funny, like that specific uh, part of the city is home to like an, like labor history around like garment producers, especially like stocking producing women and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Radical Jew- uh, yeah. ra- radical Jewish workers, yeah. radical yeah. women.
2: I say, hell yeah
0: You started earlier talking about um, the two phases Mm -hmm. of, uh, of, and so, and I think you're coming up upon in one week's time, uh, kind of like important episode in that saga if you wanted to talk a little bit yes i was just thinking that
2: i wanted i wasn't sure if i was answering john's initial question um yes so the uh so this long series of hearings that have been mostly about whether or not we are employees or whether or whether or not like how much control the company has but that is the nature of
0: the argument right is Is like whether whether or not you're employees do we work for them or not (laughs) yeah which is fucked right (laughs) Um, this is like, you know this is this is
2: why being in the twenty first century gives everyone a headache because you're just sort of like I'm gonna go to court and prove to my boss that I work for them. Y'all read too much Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and so, so we've we've come to the end of the, the this is the um, all of the all of the uh, arguments have been also, all of all the evidence has been um, put, uh, put forward all of the witnesses have been called um, on um, uh, January 29th uh, at the Ontario Labour Relations Board at 500 University, uh, that's University of Dundas, in case anyone's curious. Um, we will have closing arguments um, um, for for an is by f- uh, by Fudora and by us. Uh, the uh, vice chair is keen to get this mo- get this sort of moving, especially given the amount Fudora that has ha- Fudora has dragged their feet and sort of like stalled yeah. in this process. Um, and so we're extending the session by an hour uh, and going from eight till five. Um, so we're all very excited to wake up at eight o'clock. We to wake up and go to the <laughs> court at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, and um, uh, and closing arguments will be given. We've sort of timed out the day, and everyone's like, "Okay, so you get three hours and fifteen minutes, and you get three hours and fifteen minutes, and we'll have lunch in the middle, and everyone gets their moment, and we'll just do it." And it's so, all, and it will be
0: finished tomorrow. It like, will be finished on that day. Like Vice Chair was very insistent on that. And so that's all. So the the type of things, um, just to zoom in, the type of stuff that you're talking about, um, uh. When we were striking, I was like, I spoke on behalf of the, um, the, uh, the contract faculty, mm-hmm. uh, like, but we were like literally doing on the back of pickup truck shit in front of the board of education. <laughs> is this the similar type of thing where you're like telling stories from the yeah. specific, okay. And so, who, so about... which type of people wh- like what, uh, what workers are going to be able to talk in this context?
2: Yeah. So this is, oh, well, no, sorry. This is, um, um, this depositions on um, this has been depositions by workers um, and just of a workers that, workers that represents like a broad range of the different ways that you can work for Fedora. Yeah. Which is stuff that we kind of understand because we're the union of the workers, and so that we all like we know we like the kinds of ways that one can work, and we sort of pulled the people who represent those different things. Yeah. Um. Uh. And they've all given depositions um, and sort of been um, interrogated back and forth. Um. And evidence has been submitted and all of that. Um. Uh, and so this is at um, uh, all to the sort of like just, yeah, very much describing what, what their job is like and how they dealt with certain interactions. Yeah. And um, 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 all that sort of like uh, leads up to closing arguments um, okay. on, uh, on the 29th, um, which will be evidently a lot of citing, you know, Thompson v. the Board of Education and, right. uh, you know, X and y versus Y and all right. of those um um and we'll so it's uh, more litigious yeah and it's gonna be exceptionally boring and i'm not gonna be able to pay attention but we're gonna do our very best yeah yeah um be present Mm -hmm. sort of breathe into it and sort of like just sort of like feel what's going on Yeah. um and then
1: in like you should just set up a yoga a yoga mat in in the the middle of the courtroom just like i need to
2: get a little zen with this uh i will just uh side (laughs) thought as a as a person just knows what they're hearing they don't, they don't they don't have mics in the room they have like
0: fake mics that don't plug oh, into anything <laughs> and yeah. it's very You're hard right. to hear the proceedings
2: yeah. <laughs> no
0: they, they, they don't they, it's, they don't plug into a pa yeah they record yeah they are recording yeah. but it's not they, they don't, don't for yeah. you it's for yeah. the it's for the court. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh so that's on the so that's on the 29th so we'll do we'll do closing hearings of closing um arguments of that and then somewhere in like february march we should get like in a very kind of unceremonious way the vice chair is just going to like email a pdf to both of our lawyers and then like that's it um uh but somewhere in sort of february march we should have this um hearing um uh, and, um, we're very confident in our, I'm, I'm confident in our success. Uh, and one of the things that's very exciting for me personally is that like, uh, if we are successful, this will go on to be case law. This will yeah. hopefully the vice chair will lay out like, because X, Y, and Z, uh, they are dependent contractors. And so anyone else who has X, Y, and, or Z can then sort of like take that and run with that yeah. and sort of like seek this thing. Um, I was because like,
1: equivalent decision, th- these decisions have not really been made anywhere yet, right? Because well, no
2: one's really tried to
0: unionize uh, a gig economy place yet. yet. I was saying to Thomas, yeah. like, like earlier, like apropos my comment last episode about my bourgeois oh. guts. I was saying, like, I don't understand how he and the other, uh, uh, like, Fudora, uh, unionizing, like the organizers for Fudora, like, continue to have the effort because. It, we in the show continue to talk about how this is like all it is is like a re-territorialization of well-established power relations mm-hmm. it's like uh, the metaphor i use with you thomas is like you're sitting at the table it's the same five cards that were on the table and the managers just move the cards around a little bit and are like well now we mm-hmm. have to discuss how we're going to play this game yeah uh, and just, it's a
1: different world. It's a different <laughs> world out there. The fives on the outside, and the, like then
0: the threes are in the middle. So like I don't know. This what disruption,
1: two- baby. <laughs> <laughs> Innovation.
0: But but it would but it would nonetheless be uh, precedent setting, and, and something to be very proud of. So that's the end of phase one. Mm-hmm. Phase two is hopefully shorter. Yeah. Um. Um. And
2: it is sort of because it's less like defining. Um, Brought like what it is is um uh and one thing that is sort of particular to to organizing the gig economy is that Fedora or not particular to but easier within the context of the gig economy Fedora flooded their list um, upon submission right because uh, we needed to get fifty uh, percent plus one of the people who worked for the company to vote yes right um so they put who when they when they submitted their list. They had people on there who hadn't worked in six months or ten
0: months. Or- the strategy there being like, yeah, yeah, this person's a worker. We're reporting them as a worker. But if, they, but if they're no longer, like, if you can't contact them anymore, they're going to be counted as a no no unionization as opposed to yes.
2: You still have to vote. They would still have to vote no for okay. it to work.
0: Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but what they can do, but because Fedora
2: has all of their contact information and is like a trusted source of information of like a former employer of theirs, they can right. submit information. They, they can send out blasts and blasts and blasts. They did. They had a website called Foodora Votes No and a series of... We looked of, at it yeah, in our first episode. It was not good. Yeah. Like you did a
0: bad job of deciding. Oh, man. We made, that was like essentially what we did when we looked at it. It was oh, like, well, this is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um um,
2: I also love that um, they have so little like actual. That uh, my favorite, uh, my my one thought on the Fedora votes no website is right. that none of those pictures are from Toronto.
0: Right, well, yes. they all look yeah, like yeah, clip
2: yeah. art. That was also something
0: that we commented. On. I was like, "You guys don't have yeah, any pictures of your own careers having fun, or <laughs> there were, it was like all, it was like all very representative and yeah. everything." And you could kind of like see the freedom in the back of the coronas if you look closely. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that it's even. There's even like. Austerity in their like push to maintain their power. Right? Right. they can't afford to even make a good website,
2: <laughs> or they won't. Or like, come on, guys. I, I was, I was, a, I gotta say, I was a little hurt. I was like, you don't think this is a real? I'm gonna kick you right in the dick. Okay, let's fucking
1: go then. thing that I we've been like always curious about or talking about is how else they might use technology to like work against the organi- organizational efforts as uh, like you uh, you you heard or we heard about um, like push notifications uh, that also like warning people against dues and stuff so mm-hmm. you already uh, mentioned yeah working like str- just struggling to organize with uh, like uh couriers being physically spread apart but then there's the additional uh sort of divisive uh, nature of using the app as a as a as a means to work
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah they have access in a certain way um uh to us at all times
0: so this is the point that my ancient and ailing computer um Decided to itself go on strike, and and for much of what remains of the pod, we're using John's Skype quality backup of our exchange.
1: My bad. Thomas, where are we now?
2: <laughs> I would say that like we are um, just at the end of uh, of the first phase, which is a big, possibly precedent setting precedent setting um, uh, phase where we're arguing about whether fedora couriers are independent contractors or whether the the company has a degree of responsibility to them um which is greater than a freelancer um, uh, we're gonna uh, that decision our final court date is um is january 29th um uh all are welcome to always welcome in public hearings um, there'll be a rally at noon you're interested in showing up for it will uh, be a fun time um, and then uh, somewhere in uh, January, February, we'll get a uh, or somewhere somewhere in February, March, we'll get a ruling from the vice chair, to sort of like emailed to us, which I feel is kind of lame, but here we are. Um, uh, at that point, um, uh, my feeling is that we will, uh, it will be declared that we're dependent contractors and can form a union. At which point, we proceed in the second phase, which is the challenges that we issue, because um, because we' listed their list with folks who hadn't worked in um, you know, six or eight or 10 or 15 months, uh, or who had never worked at all. Lots of people we called were like, they're, they're, they said like, oh, I got the app, but I never even worked. Like, these are just people that they just signed up on paper wow. who have never been employees, who have never worked. Um, uh, um, and, uh, also one person named Logistics Test, <laughs> <laughs> which I would call
0: is a very old Estonian. Uh, <laughs> It is. I think it's a, actually the, it's like a, a very respectable family, very old family, Estonian <laughs> logistics.
2: Um, which I think will not only which which as an artist I think plays great, um, but I think just like reveals a deeper thing, which is that we are we know the workers and they don't um, to the point that they are publishing um, like uh, type like just like insert things into their list of employees, and that's how little contact mm-hmm. they have with right. these people that work for them. Um, uh, and so uh, there will be some conversation about who counts for the voting process. Um, um, we actually, I we've done different projections for different levels, like, like different, what we think could be people's voting um, positions. Um, and there's been some conversations around that. But it's like mostly we just need like a reasonable time frame wherein, like, the people who are actually, the people that we're talking to, the people that we're counting as part of the, uh, workforce are people who actually work for the company. Uh, that'll be phase two, um, uh, which will probably happen um, sort of in the later spring, in in, in this in the spring and early summer. Um, uh, at that point, when we clear the list, we will open the ballot boxes. We will count the yeses. We will count the noes. Yeah. If there are 50% plus one yeses, all of the workers of, of, of Fedora will be represented by you. All the call by all the couriers. Uh, Fedora will be represented
0: by the Canadian Union of Postal Workers, Local 104. Uh, this very box that has been held in suspension, uh, l- literally, uh, in, in the Board of Labor, we've also held in suspension in this podcast. I mean, what's at stake in uh, in like what's being discussed right now before these? They've already voted, the Fedora workers have. Uh, so long ago, I was, <laughs> it was a different year. Fuck. 29, wow. it was a different time. What is happening right now like, all of these kind of like legal battles are over whether or not the, the ballot box should even be open and they should even count these votes. In, in the it, so, just for those who might not know, in order to form a union, you have to get more than half. Of the people who work at a place, and they have to be em,
1: to em, em, employees. First, the clerk is closing up and counting loonies trying not to say, I hate Winnipeg.
0: uh, so as I was saying in the introduction, uh, when me and Kat. We're showing John's game Peasant Sim. Uh, Joe, were you at Mayworks?
1: No. No, I was in Nova Scotia. You're putting in your time in
0: the Scosche. <laughs> uh, well, uh, when when Cat and I were uh, showing Peasant Sim uh, at uh, TMAC uh, for, as part of Mayworks, you were showing your play at the Transac. Mm-hmm. Uh, remembering the Winnipeg General Strike, I had an opportunity to see a reading of it at George Brown College, which was mm. uh, it was I, I love. I love the feeling uh, uh, of uh, listening to a reading, and it was an activated reading, and, uh, and but also like being like a little bit verklempt about a reading. Like I'm, like I, it makes me feel like a, like a more susceptible person. <laughs> They're not even they don't have costumes. Mm-hmm. There's not music, and I'm and I'm alone <laughs> like a fucking chump. <laughs> No, it was good. It was really, like, we were, we were in, like, a fucking lecture hall in one of the new George Brown buildings. and it, uh, it, um, So I was wondering if first you could give us, a, like, a little bit of context about the Winnipeg General Strike, and then if you could uh, tell us a bit about the play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in um, on May uh, 15th, uh,
2: 1919, uh, in response to calls for solidarity actions by... Uh, a couple of construction workers' unions who were locked out uh, by their bosses. Um, this was getting all more common because after the war was over, labor was a lot more available. Bosses were were not uh, recognizing unions anymore. Uh, so these construction unions uh, were were were, were fighting to to, to to maintain recognition. Um, and also,
0: what we know as the union was was rather distinct. I mean, mm, like the there's like like in part, of the Winnipeg General Strike is like. Uh, one of a few, one of, like, maybe two major demarcations of mm. what the Union comes to be contemporary mm-hmm. And actually, like, I'm fascinated by the moment in
2: Canadian history where we, um, like, essentially banned the wall uh, Yeah. Where we said, like, you could not, if you, like, the, the ways that you could and could not act as a Union, which were very much influenced by, like, the the echoes of the Winnipeg Channel. Exactly, yeah. Um, okay, so... um in, uh, in 1919, there was a lot of problems, a lot of people, um, uh, inflation was, was skyrocketing, um, all of the war wages were gone, uh, uh, max immigration, especially from, uh, war-torn Europe, um, the city was in inter- it was it was it a tumultuous time. And a major um, industrial Canadian city. This is a The that, that people forget, is that Winnipeg right. was the number two city in Canada at that right. point. It was the gateway to the west. It was a major transcontinental rail hub. Yeah. Uh, it was, like, the, it, like... You know, it's much like much like people like, people forget that that uh, X many years ago, Detroit was supposed to be the center of America. Yeah,
0: um, that That's it was a like good Winnipeg, analogy. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like Winnipeg was supposed to be the center
2: of Canada. Uh, what actually changed that was the Panama Canal. So it was a very big, rich, powerful city uh, with a lot of poor people in it, and a lot of um, 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 which had only gotten worse in the last couple of years, um, despite all of the promises of the good life that was that was that was awaiting all of the returned soldiers. Um, the um, uh a lot of the union leadership had attended the One Big Union in Calgary or that earlier that year, um, where the One Big Union, which was a rebranded Wobbly Outfit because the Wobbly got banned in Alberta, and so, so they just rebranded as the One Big Union. Mm-hmm. The IWW,
0: the International Workers of in the World. International Workers of
2: the World. Um, 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 and so they um and so the One Big Union Conference, um, they had this idea of um This was mostly representatives from um, from the uh, from the West, Um, the sort of larger, older manufacturing unions of the central and eastern Canada. were not particularly interested in the kind of wild radicalism that would be preached in Calgary at this point. Um, But a lot of the union leadership in Winnipeg bought in and signed on for um, participation in this, in in sort of like uh, this sort of idea that all workers should be in one large union that that they could then use to control everything for their lives. Um, and so a call of solidarity went out and, 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 and people answered. Um, and on May 15th, 1919, two thirds of Winnipeg's population went, uh, working workers went on strike. Um, starting with the telephone girls, um, yeah. who walked. Women were the first
0: people to walk. Women were yeah. the first strikers
2: for the, um, called, they're called hello girls. Sorry, hello girls, uh, which were, um, they're all women and they, they walked in. It took in the morning for first thing. Unplugged all yeah. the telephones and walked back out. Um, and, um, and so that was sort of the beginning of the, the general strike. Um, and the, and, and that chunk of the Winnipeg's population kind of stayed out on strike for the next six weeks, uh, until the strike was eventually broken, um, by, um, uh, state violence, state, uh, state arrests and state violence. They arrested the leaders on trumped up charges. Um, they arrested the eight main leaders and then they arrested a bunch of, uh, lower, uh, uh, folks who weren't really involved, but were Austrian and Ukrainian and Polish, so they could give the appearance of a conspiracy of enemy aliens who were yeah. out
0: to destroy Canada. Like people who were at that time construed to be nominal. Yes, yes, people who were, you know, people who just finished, we just finished the war with them yeah. and all of Yeah, things. that's a better way of putting it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and so, um, uh, so the leaders were arrested, and um, uh, um, and so one of the things that the the leaders had done is that they had, from the very beginning, said no violence, absolutely no violence of any kind. We are going to do this including thing.
0: Including Soldiers, yeah right? which is like because bloody saturday was precisely meant to be a nonviolent, silent march, mm-hmm. and that was and the government the state responded with open class war yeah then when they 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 to the streets and started of fire
2: yeah um two were killed about 60 were wounded um um, a lot of the people who were wounded did not seek medical attention because if they saw medical attention, they would get deported yeah. uh, because everyone would know how they got Which is the
0: second of the two guys died, right? Yeah, gang- yeah the second of yeah. the two guys got gangrene. Gang.
2: Yeah. Um, um, and so the strike was called off a couple of days later. Um, and, um, and it never, like, um, but these sort of, like, the political echoes of it just, just like, chain like, that one of the people who were running the strike went on to found the um, the CCP, um, the Commonwealth Party, which became which which, which merged with Democrat Democratic Party to become the NDP. Another um, one of as like an open socialist Alderman and was a number of years. Um, and there was like serious, the, there was a, a massive commission on labor issued after that, and this was some some of the resulting sort of like information of that became how they. Um, how uh, oh what's it fucking called in Canada? What was the agreement that we made? The
0: Randolph Yeah, the Randolph yeah, right. and it became that, that became the basis of brink. Yeah, so uh, something that it, it's an interesting nexus in a couple of ways for me. On the one hand, uh, like literally people who came to Winnipeg, um, I, I like to fight and suppress and do violence on the Métis, end up becoming. Like figureheads in the Winnipeg General Strike, Mm -hmm. which is on the one hand, remarkable, and then on the other hand, like, not in the least shocking, if you see what I mean, how it can be Mm -hmm. contradictorily both of those things at the same time. time. Uh, And then uh, uh, going forward, um, how this becomes deracinated, and it... uh, um i don't know it it's it's kind of like uh metabolized by the state and it's like look at this great thing that Canadians have done we've had our labor unrest and, and we've learned from it but in fact it it's it's salient in the sense that it 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 doesn't that, that the some of the radical reverberations that emerged out of that were expressly those that were later suppressed by the state and by corporate forces like it was a lesson that we, we talked about institutional memory mm-hmm. of the state and of the corporation like prior to the podcast and the, the corporations and, and the state learned very well mm-hmm. and and there, there was a distinction between collective bargaining and bargaining collectively mm-hmm. and bargaining collectively was squashed Bang. as a result Bang. of the gesture. because like <laughs> the, the, the what, what bargaining
2: collectively uh, allows for or requires is sort of, or like a sympathy strikes, yeah. which is that I can strike in order to support someone else's strike, which is what everyone in Winnipeg was doing, which is because it's like, if you, um, uh, if you do that now, you can't do that. They won't let you. And so, this, so the play very much became about, um, I was just sort of like how, the, like this beautiful, amazing moment where the city of Winnipeg just decided to re-govern
0: itself. And was like, nah, actually we're not any of us are
2: and none of us are gonna do that.
0: We're oh. all gonna work. Oh, and also we're gonna like pool all of our food. Yeah. And also we're gonna like start up our own uh, newspaper. We're gonna take over the parks and we're just gonna hang.
2: It's gonna be fun. We're gonna like lie down and like maybe have a dance or something. We're not gonna do much. And we're we gonna bring stupid. a trolley
0: through. Right. We're gonna throw it. Yeah, we're <laughs> gonna set <laughs> it on fire.
2: Um but yeah, and so um wanted to sort of like share um, both this um, uh, like amazing story of this thing that happened um, and then also, I don't know, some of the sort of like, sort of, I would say call like the building blocks of it. I wanted to give the audience um, and so like, it's, I don't know, I, I hate plays where the audience, where you don't talk, where you don't acknowledge the audience is there because it seems really stupid. Because, stuff. Right? That's just not, I don't know. Um, so this one, there's like a number of things um, we asked the audience to vote on uh, contentious right. issues. We asked them whether we should work with the police, and we asked them
0: if we should support... Yeah, you set up a couple of problems, like, that are actually, like, putting the like, audience members in sort of moral straits. Mm-hmm. And yeah. This is an really interesting thing, is, like, the the
2: police in Winnipeg struck.
0: Yeah. Um, like, the the police union voted to structure everyone a really else. a difference. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, the general rule of a state monopoly on violence was undermined precisely because the returning soldiers and the police force were kind of like, uh... Actually, we're with the workers.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> which was amazing, because then, and then it, which makes it so much more of an interesting question to ask the room, because mm-hmm. what happened immediately after the the, the, the police officer strike, the, the ruling class said, cool, uh, swervo, stop your strike, and swervo, or fire. And yeah. the cops said, cool, fire us. Yeah. And so they did. Yeah. And then they immediately hired twice as many people, paying them twice as much money, and they... They gave them a wagon spoke yeah. with a bit of leather around the bottom of it so it was easier to grab onto yeah. and just told them to could ever help
0: um, on yeah. twice the pay that the cost. They basically gave them they gave them batons and uh, unilateral decision making. Yeah. <laughs> and so like uh, and so
2: that, that became a question of the play and just sort of like um Given that it seems power will always find someone to beat the shit out of you, yeah. is it worthwhile trying to make friends with the current people who are in charge of beating the shit out of yeah. you? Given that even if you bring them over, they will just find other ones. Yeah. Um, and, so, um, and so, yeah, so questions like that of the audience, because like, to me, we needed a couple of things to be ready for, like um, uh, we talked earlier really about sort of like being ready for a general strike, like what it takes yeah. to be ready for a general strike. Um, and for me, there's a couple of things that just sort of, like, getting ready. One of them is we needed to, as a, we needed to learn how to solve, like, the groups needed to decide how to do things. Groups yeah. needed to decide how they felt about the cops. Direct action. Groups about how they felt about direct action, how they, how they felt about setting three cars on fire. Yeah. Um, that was really great because we opened that, great we said, the destruction of property, and more than once, someone from the room just yelled, public or private? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean,
1: so, like, deep in the conversation. <laughs>
2: And so that, and then also just, like, singing together, I think, yeah. like eating together That's after true the true show, true. drinking yeah. together, and, um, and, like, we make everyone sing solidarity forever. like, we hold up signs that they go the lyrics that the yeah. and sing solidarity for Because it's just, like, those are, to me, I think it's, like, it's important to tell this story, and then it's also important to engage people's, the same muscles that, the, the, or similar muscles that these, that the strikers engage, these questions, these things that, like, yeah. Like mashing out these questions together of how we want to live with each other and how we're going to work together. Yeah. And then also, like, the combined, I think,
0: each other is such a beautiful articulation of like concepts of solidarity. Well, it's a very organic, uh, it's a, like, thematically, it's a very organic thing to, to bring into a play on the Winnipeg General Strike because, uh, it, like, the IWW has a songbook, like, the Communist Party has a song, like, mm-hmm. song is for such a, a good reason. A, yeah. Because we
2: connect, we, we, we can't our breaths with each other. We, we yes. create something that we that I can't make a, a choir together.
0: Yeah. I can't make.
2: I can't sing. I can't sing like Handel's Messiah by right. myself. Um, I can only do that together. Yeah. And together, like uh, by myself, I'm afraid and small and weak. And together, I'm so powerful. And when I'm not, when I hear the voices around me, I know I can raise my voice too because the yeah. voices are holding me, holding my voice, and I can stop singing. Yeah. I can take deep, long breaths that I need, and I can go back in and. Nothing has changed. Nothing is weaker. We're just as powerful. for Like it's yeah. so central. That's why the Walt set a song. that's why the Congress set a song. So the song is so important is because it engages the body in a context in which you've lowered your defenses. In which you said. In which because taking a breath with a group of people says that we're all on the same page. Yeah. We're not. None of us are going to pull trying to pull a knife at each other. We're all here together while doing the same thing. And so you take these breaths with these people. And you breathe these people. You lift your voices and you express this thing. Then you. Offer this thing that you cannot be by yourself together. Yeah, that's so powerful. When I found out about the show and when I realized the tongue's anniversary was like ten months away, I was like, okay, here's what we can do: we can tell this amazing story about this about this event um, that should be on everyone's tongue because I think. I believe yeah. Macron just re- just uh, retracted right. all of the uh, pension reforms that he was offering after a month of the country being on strike. That's <laughs> right. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it turns out if you don't like how you're governed, you're governed. You just become ungovernable. And uh, <laughs> well, there's
1: just it's it's why it's so um, like heartening to hear about a an art like an artwork that's really like using its form to uh, try to exercise some of these like like really some some of these organizational muscles that are just completely atrophied in in canada like in north america which i don't think they yeah. are so much and i assume they're not so much in france <laughs> just cause that's the impression i i get remotely um it, that like using the play as a way to um just start to give people an idea of how collective decisions are made and how you make demands uh seems like a very good use of the of the, the of an artwork in general. Mm-hmm.
2: And so the show went on to a run at a sort of like Old Legion dive bar kind of space Fuck called yeah. the Ellis Club at <laughs> Dovercourt and Dovercourt Qu- and, and Bloor. Um a really good karaoke Saturday well, night. Um, also like a venue for like, like punk
0: and yeah. underground electronic guys.
2: And really short, yeah. Um, it's a it, that's how I discovered it was going like a really okay, okay. filled with like hardcore bands and like and like ambient uh, brass. So then <laughs> they're like, okay, guys, what's up. <laughs> yeah. um, but they're doing it there, and it had. Um, a couple of different groups from the city, um, tabling. Um, cause my interest was, was that like, can we like fire up everyone's revolutionary spirits and then really? immediately hand them off and say like, you know, one of the, like, you one no, but just like, but, like, like who wants to go to an organizer training? Who wants to show up to a campus? Who wants yeah. to like, um, like, yeah. Like how can we, um, how can we try? Uh, like the, I was really pleased with how, um, I, um, of sort of what, what you're talking about, John, of the stuff in the um, in, in the play, and then just a further set of, like, how can he set it into a context uh, that is very founded in community and struggle? Um, and so that we would do the show, um, and then there would always be a sort of, like, kind of light dinner, um, like um, bread and meats and cheeses and and jaubara, um, uh and beer and tables and space and time to hang out, um, because it's just, like, about... It's about building those muscles, and it's about I don't know. I, I want part of the goal is just to get folks real psyched about how cool general strikes are, and then just like get them, get them into each other, just like talking to each other. Like guys, let's get ready. Can we do this?
0: Can we? How does this go? What do we need? Well, it's interesting, like watching the Americans ramp up their democratic leadership mm-hmm. uh, uh, election because uh, you know. Trump gets into power and he does so, it seems, in no small part in connection to, A, his social media platform, and B, his kind of, I don't even know what to call them, but he has, like, this roving circus where he goes around and kind of, like, does his, like, speeches and kind of, like, he, he says his, oh, like, charisma band he has charisma, but he, but, but, he, but there is kind of like this no, like just a, yeah. sideshow thing going, like there's like a call and response. There's like an expectation. And you see candidates like Warren and Buttigieg like being like, okay, so I have to do something in terms of social media. Buttigieg says, uh, I'm going to like start a dance with a famous song. And, uh, you know, and it like, it's very transparently social media says, Warren will always do a selfie with everyone. And then uh, we see Bernie Sanders surging uh, now, and part of it does seem to be kind of, like, this, like, uh, like, I don't want to say predictably, but, like, quaintly old-school, kind of, like, going door-to-door and just Mm -hmm. having people really excited about his political ideas. And it remains to be seen whether or not it's going to work, Mm -hmm. but that kind of, like, that kind of, like, there's some substance Mm -hmm. to that human connection. And it's, there's a lot more work to it, <laughs> but... See, I like, human is so interesting to me, because it's, like,
2: um... There was a great, I, um, Someone... Clinton uh, said, like, no one likes him, and he responded, on a good day, my wife likes me. Right. Um, and it's just, like, uh... Which I really appreciate, but it's, like, it's... It, part of it is, so uh, sort of shoe-leather grinded out, but then there, like, there is a whole apparatus here, just, like, gorgeously, like, like, like you know, beautifully produced, like, thought-provoking, um... Um our stuff like that. Like, it's not like his campaign well, is that's like the different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's real. I think he and he doesn't and part of the real is Sanders. that he doesn't try to do anything that yeah, Sanders yeah. doesn't try to do too much that make to make him seem real. Yeah. He just is sort of I my he's vibe on Sanders is he seems Kind of annoying that he has to do so much
1: of what he has to do. Right. Uh, which is a very relatable feeling to right. most people. Right. Um, it's yeah, cool. especially I- when you see other people who love doing it. Like, right. Like someone like more like Budaj or something. Yeah.
0: Well, but I mean, like, our model of democracy is a very fucked-up version of democracy. Like, ancient Rome would have hated it. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, medieval England would have hated it. Yeah. Like, the idea that you get a bunch of charismatic fuckholes to be like, oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, vote for me. I have a bunch of money. Vote for me. Like, that, like, Like, philosophically, historically, politically— like, those are precisely the people you should be running away yeah, from. No, people we, need to, we need to have presidential elections so that people will sign up for presidential elections so that we can take them away <laughs> and put them <laughs> in, a, in an abandoned limestone quarry and start backfilling <laughs> and be like, all right.
1: Good claps tonight, guys. Really good claps. Thanks, man. Thanks thanks gotta make those levels peak
2: (laughs) what are we here for on this wretched planet earth if not to make them
0: levels peak (laughs) (laughs) um thanks so much for joining us tonight Thomas Mm -hmm. and we hope that um the government acknowledges that you're doing work and you and your (laughs) confers and your colleagues are doing work um. and uh, uh, thanks for sharing a little bit about your uh, creative process can you uh, tell us uh, uh, what we can do if we want to get involved uh, yeah. with supporting uh, the Fudora's quest to unionize Side quest.
2: <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. Um, uh, as always, you're welcome to Fuses uh, United. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can sort of follow us um, in those ways to sort of see what's happening. Um, the next big things are uh, the fi- the uh, closing remarks um, or. Uh, um, sort of the, the closing of the first ch- section of our um, time with the Ontario Labor Relations Board is uh, January 29th. Right. Uh, it runs from 8 a.m. until 4.30 p.m. Um, a lot of it will be dry and heavy legalese. Uh, if you want something that's much more fun and energetic, uh, we're having a rally outside of the uh, uh, Ontario Labor Relations Board at 12 noon. Uh, that's 500 University. Right. Um, that's uh, sort of university just above Dundas. Um uh, uh, and you're welcome. To twelve. Uh, so sort of the rally from sort of twelve to one, and then um, um, and folks are always welcome to come to any of the Ontario Labour Relations Board hearings. Um, I'd say, but yeah, follow us on the internet. Um, see what we're up to next as the sort of thing evolves. Um, uh, clear your stairs.
0: Salt <laughs> your stairs. <laughs> tip. Tip. Your t- tip, y- tip your fucking food delivery. Tip your tip your tip your courier. What's what's right? Twenty
2: fifteen? Uh, yeah, mean fifty right?
0: Eighteen. But what, what, yeah, what for real, <laughs> A- A- sorry, I say eighteen like every
2: like everyone else like everyone else is doing service in in, in Toronto It's right, like eighteen. Right. Um, cash is better. Uh, cash we don't really? have to tell the government about. Right. Um, uh, and is you can buy snacks with it and whatnot. Um, uh, and ah. those are sort of. Um, so yeah. There's the rally on the 29th, um, and then just follow the campaign. There'll be much more exciting. Things are only going to get more exciting. Um, This is going to be you. Some of the plans we have uh, for uh, for our first contract fight, the idea here is just sort of like hit a real hard the first time, and then all the rest of the time, sequentially after that, get much, much easier. (laughs) Uh, So um, uh, watch the space,
0: kids. Thank you so much. Uh, we're gonna thank be you, Thomas. staying tuned thank you for having
1: me that was awesome mm-hmm. I'm streaming yeah. dad I'm streaming <laughs> <laughs> you fit well with the usual banter that we do on this pod Thomas. you're really nailing it <laughs> All were glad, the plants, the birds, the insects, and the children.
0: But men, grown-up men and women, did not leave off cheating and tormenting themselves and each other. It was not this spring morning men thought sacred and worthy of consideration, not the beauty of God's world given for a joy to all creatures this beauty which inclines the heart to peace, to harmony, and to love, but only their own devices for enslaving one another.